0: And now,
1: to today's message. morning, devotion. And this morning, we want to fellowship with you online and trust God that we grow together as a people and get to know the Word of God. Amen. I want us to pray. We're going to share the Word. Let's pray. Let's share a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for what we are about to learn in this devotion, let your presence be strong, let your teaching help us grow in your word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 Yeah, so this morning we are going to share on the subject practical Christianity, practical Christianity, John chapter 8 verse 31. John chapter 8 verse 31 the Bible said so Jesus said to those who believed in him if you obey my teaching you are really my disciples if you obey my teaching you are really my disciples the message version of the Bible the Bible said, then Jesus turned to the Jews who had claimed to believe in him. If you stick with this, if you stick with this, leaving out what I tell you, you are my disciples for sure. Hallelujah. Christianity is meant to be practical. Christianity is meant for us to live it out. We are supposed to practicalize Christianity in every day of our lives. We must not be known on paper as Christians and then we live a different kind of life. The Bible says in the Bible, give me the KJV of the version of, of this way said, then Jesus said to the, 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 the Jews which believed on him, "If you continue in my word, then are you disciples indeed. So it is our living in the word, it's in our practicalizing the word that establishes us as disciples in Christ Jesus. There are many times that you have to struggle to identify whether a man is a Christian or not. Today, we're going to look at certain attributes that characterizes a practical Christianity. A life of a Christian that is evident for everybody to see. So this morning is a special morning devotion. Um, It's a morning devotion, so... Just get your Bible and your pen and your tablet and let's learn something in Scripture. When we say we are Christians, we mean something and we mean something to the world. We are communicating something. When a man says he's a Christian, when a man says, I am a soldier man, he's communicating something. When a man says, I'm an ambassador to so-so-and-so, he's communicating something. So when we say we are believers, we are communicating something to the world around us and the world beyond us. When we turn our lives to Christ Jesus, our faith must affect many areas of our lives, if not all. All areas of our life must experience the turn of our lives. Our life, our real destiny must experience it. Our thinking must experience, it, it, there must be an experience in our thinking. Some people are believers. We claim we speak in tongues. We claim we love God. We claim we know who we are. But we don't believe that God can prosper us in Ghana. And we are doing all that we can to travel outside paying Goro Boys, paying this, and all you believe is that if I travel, I will make it. No. Your faith in God must affect the way you think. Your faith in God must affect your appearance. Your appearance, yes? God does not look at our appearance. He looks in the heart of a man. But we are communicating something to the world. All things are lawful unto us, but not all things are expedient. So you don't, you, you, you don't have to look like the world because you are not of the world. Young generation, you don't need to look like the world because you are not of the world. You can be who you are and still communicate to the world. So our appearance also matters very much. The faith we believe in must affect everything about us. Our behavior, until Christ affects your behavior, you are not practicalizing Christianity. You know, as I study the book of Ageno of on dominion mandate, the more I study it, the more I understand certain things. You see, you don't need to be a Christian to be rich. You don't need to be a Christian to be fruitful. But for your life, your behavior, because the Christian experience is an internal experience that is expressed externally. So if our inner man has received the gift of Christ, our behavior must be expressed in that gateway, the gift of Christ. Are you here with me? Our faith must affect our conduct. He said, if you continue in my word. If you continue in my word. So, give me the amplified version of that. Thank you for joining us. It's a special morning devotion. So, just follow and you'll be blessed. So, Jesus said to those Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, not that you step in and step out. Our greatest responsibility as Christians is to abide. The responsibility of the tree is to remain in the fertile soil. He must, the tree must not think about how it will bear fruit. All the tree needs to do, if you can see it, is that it must be planted in the hand of God. Remaining in the Word is our greatest responsibility. Hold fast to my teachings. So what I'm teaching you today, God expects you to hold fast to the teaching that is coming to you via his word. He said, hold fast to the teaching and live in accordance with them. You are truly my disciples. True disciples abide in the word And they live in accordance to the word. What does it mean to have a practical Christian life? Practical Christianity. Number one. It's a call to receive salvation and the new birth in Christ Jesus. It's a call to receive salvation and the new birth in Christ Jesus. John chapter 3, verse 5. It is a call. Say, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Thank you. It says, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into... So it is a call. So as you a Christian, as a Christian, you must carry that consciousness that except you were born of water and of the spirit, you couldn't become part of this of, of this kingdom. Practical Christianity is having that consciousness that you are born of water and born of the spirit. Number two, it is a, it is a call on us into sonship. That is practical Christianity. It's not paper Christianity. As you have become a Christian, you must know that you are a son of the father. You can choose to deny it. You can choose to accept it. But you are what? A son of the father. John 1, 12. But as many as receive... no, You are not trying to be a son, child of God. If you are a Christian... You are not trying to be a son. You are a son. So the earlier you become a responsible son, the earlier you become a successful son, the earlier you become a profitable son, the better for you. Because whether you like it or not, as long as you have pledged allegiance to Christ Jesus, help me with the feedback, please. As long as you you, you have pledged allegiance to Christ Jesus, you are a son of God. So the Bible said that, but as many as received him, have you received Christ Jesus? If you have received him, then to them he gave power to become the sons of God, the heirs of God, even to them that believe on his name. So it is a call, practical Christianity is a call to walk in the consciousness of sonship. Sonship. You are a son. You are a daughter of God. No matter what life will present to you, God's definition of you is that you are a son. He has accepted you and has given us the authority to exhibit and work as his sons and daughters. Number three, when you say practical Christianity, you are talking about a call to grow in the law. It's a call to grow in the Lord. So as a Christian, one of the consciousness you should be walking in is that there is a call on you to grow in the Lord. The Bible says we should grow in grace. So it is very pathetic to see believers who are not growing in the Lord. I'm talking about growing in the Lord. You can grow in stature. Methuselah was and. How many years? 69 years. But we never heard anything about it. But the, we, we are called to grow in the Lord. We are called to grow in grace. Give me that scripture. 2nd Peter chapter 3 verse 18. 2nd Peter chapter 3 verse 18. He said, But grow in grace. Grow in grace and in the knowledge so we have been called to growth and this year of fruitfulness there cannot be fruitfulness without growing in the lord for you as a believer that is why the bible said in john 8:31 that we should continue we should abide in the word because it is in our abiding that we secure our growth In the Lord. The longer you abide in Him, the assurance of your growth is established. As long as the seed is committed to the earth, it will grow. So, Christianity is a call to growth. We must grow in the executing. In the practicalizing of God's word. We must grow in understanding God's word. There are some believers, you you talk to them and they, they just don't understand scripture. They go to church, they pay their tithe, they pay welfare dues, they join in activities in church, but they actually have not grown in the law. There can be ushers who have not grown in the law. There can be pastors who have not grown in the Lord. There can be intercessors who have not grown in the Lord. All they know is that they love to pray. But practical Christianity is a calling into growth in grace. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. It's also, number four, it's also a call for us to run a spiritual race. It's a call for us to run a spiritual race. As, you became, as we became born again, we were set in the race. So, child of God, remember and be conscious of this, that you have been set in a race, in your own race. Not to compete with someone, but to complete your race. There is a race that has been set before you as a child of God. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. There is a tax. A race talks about an assignment, hurdles to overcome. So immediately you were born into the spirit, you were set in a race. The Bible says, "Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses, Let us lay aside every weight. It means the Bible records that we may be carrying weight. There are possible weights that will come. Family issues, moral issues, um, employment issues, COVID issues, um, a lot of issues. There are weights, anxiety, depression Delayed blessings. Delayed promises. Divorces. They are believers who have experienced divorces and they are yet to recover. And if you allow the impact of this divorce to hold you, you are going to fail in running that race. He said, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that which does so easily beset us. And let us run. Somebody say run. Somebody say run. Run. Type it "Run." run. 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 I told you there's a race for you to run in the spirit. Run with patience the race that is set before us. There is a race you are running. There's an assignment you are supposed to undertake. In your spiritual state, you are called into a race. The next calling as a Christian, for you to work practically. These are things you should work in conscience of. Okay, so number five is a call for us to put on new spiritual garments. A garment gives an identity to an individual. So when you see a soldier man, you can identify him as a military man because of his attack. When you meet a nurse, a practical, a, a, a practicing nurse, you will see the uniform. When you see a doctor, you can see. When you see an engineer, is the uniform, is the garment that identifies. So when you become born again, God expects us to put on the a new garment that has been released in your spiritual wardrobe, a new spiritual garment that we must. Put on. We must put on. We must put on. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he has clothed me. When you became born again, there are many clothes. That was made available for you. And may you from today manifest these clothes in the name of Jesus. Amen. May you from today put on these garments in the name of Jesus. Amen. He said that my Lord has clothed me with the garments of salvation. Hallelujah. Amen. The cloth of prosperity is on you. Amen. The cloth of favor is on you. Amen. The cloth of strength is on you. Amen. The cloth of love is on you. Amen. There are many spiritual clothes that we must put on. And I pray that after this morning devotion, you will be conscious that you are not just an ordinary person. God has clothed you. God put you in front of him and clothed you, empowered you with new garments. New garments. You are a man of many new garments. You are a woman of many spiritual garments. And from today, may you begin to manifest in these garments. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Number six, it calls for us to radiate Christ. As, As believers, we were made to radiate. The lights that are shining now, they were made to radiate a certain illumination. So, immediately you power it, it begins to illuminate as you are controlled. So, we have been called to radiate Christ. That is our calling. That is practical Christianity. We are to radiate Christ, not any other person, but to radiate Christ. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. Keyboard, please. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. He said, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So we are supposed to radiate. We are supposed to radiate Christ. Wherever we go, our expressions in our lives must radiate. Radiate means to manifest Christ. When people meet us, they must it must be like they met Jesus. So in our dealings with men, child of God, in your dealings with men, they must experience the nature The personality, the character of Christ Jesus. The next calling is that we have been called to build new character. We have been called to build new character. New character. New character. We have been called to build new character. That is our calling. So when a man becomes born again, he comes In his own self, just as you are. There is no one Jesus will reject. No matter how you are, when you come to him, he will accept you. But when you come to him and you abide in him, you will see that you begin to develop new character. Your desire for God continues to increase. Character is formed. Character is not impacted character is formed. So when you become born again, God expects us to build and form new characters. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. He said, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house Upon a rock. That means the house was built on a certain character. The rock. A character that did not collapse the life. Another man built on the sand. And when there were storms and earthquakes and all that, the thing broke and collapsed. God expects us to build in this season of COVID-19 it is the character you have in the law that will sustain you. It's the character you have built, the faith you have built that will sustain you. And I pray that you will begin to build character. Amen. You will begin to build character. Amen. You will begin to build character
2: Amen. in
1: the word, not, not in morality per se, but in the word, Building the character of the word. Let the word allow the word to build that character of patience, endurance, long suffering, tenacity, longevity. Hallelujah.
2: Amen.
1: Practical Christianity is a call to warming, heart warming fellowship. Heart warming. That is why you cannot be a Christian and not belong to a church. And when you join a church, you must not expect a perfect church. There is no perfect church in this world. There is no pastor who is perfect. There is no system who is, which is perfect. No. As long as human beings run institutions, there will be imperfections in certain areas. So every church has its unique strength. Every church has its unique weakness. They will do whatever they can, but they will not be able to, 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 to take full charge in that area. But fellowship, enter and be a heartwarming member. Don't be a member full of cri- critic. Critic critiquing everything. The call to Christianity does not call us into criticizing everything. Because you that you are criticizing, if somebody begins to criticize you in your profession constantly, you can never succeed. So don't be that Christian who steps into a church and keeps criticizing your pastor. Everything your pastor does, you you criticize. Everything the church does, you criticize. You You are not being a member of the body of Christ. Are you following me? You must love the body of Christ. All of us are from families with many problems. Your father is a drunkard. Your father never went to church. You know your father has been bringing girls to the house. You still call him your father. (laughs) Your aunties, you know that they say they fly. When you are doing your engagement, you still bring them. When you are doing your naming ceremony, you still bring them. But why is it that when you join, why have you moved from church to church? You alone, in five years, you've joined 15 churches. Why? You must be a heartwarming Christian. When you join a church, there must be great benefit to the body of Christ. That is the calling to practical Christianity. Practical Christianity. Luke chapter 24, verse 32. And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while we talked with us? While he talked with us, by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures. How would they experience this if they were not fellowshipping together with themselves and with Christ Jesus? When you come to church, we fellowship with Christ and we fellowship with ourselves. When you come to Christ, when you come to church, we fellowship with Christ and we fellowship with ourselves. Its a call for us to walk to please God. It's a call for us to walk to please God. It's a call for us to walk to please God. That is practical Christianity. Colossians chapter two verses, Practical Christianity. He said, and ye have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk ye in him. Walk ye. Give me the GNT version of this. Jesus. Since you have accepted Christ Jesus as Lord, as Lord, live in union with him. Live In union with him. This morning, we have heard a lot. I want to wrap up with three more, and then we enter into prayer. What does it mean to be a practical Christian? I know it's quite difficult, but you see, the grace of God has empowered us. Paul said that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not only to build a house. It's not only to buy a car. But it's only to build character to walk with the Lord in pleasing manners. In pleasing manners. In pleasing manners. And I pray that after this morning devotion, you will develop a heart of change. A heart to change. A heart that desires to change. To be like Christ. And walk in union with him. Practical Christianity It's a call to acquire spiritual knowledge. There are many of us in church who don't acquire spiritual knowledge. We don't have that desire. You must have that desire to acquire spiritual knowledge. All you know is John 3.16. What else do you know? All you know is that I am a sinner and God saved me. All you know is that I am a human being. And I'm full of error. To err is human and to forgive is divine. I'm here to find it in scripture. (laughs) You have to desire to have knowledge. You see, in the season we are in, there are many lies that have been clothed in truth and common sense. And it takes spiritual knowledge to dichotomize, to break it. And divide it, and see that ah, this thing is a lie. It's a lie. But if you are not knowledgeable in the scriptures, you can easily be deceived. Now, what has come is that you'll be there, and then somebody will call you and say, hey, "Somebody has brought you. I am Baba this thing." I am a fetish priest in Sunyane or Kumase or in Bese or something or wherever. And say, oh, somebody brought your name for me to kill. But you see, when I look at your picture, I, I feel like I shouldn't kill you. So this is what the person brought, a goat, a snap, and 300 Ghana cities. So send me that money, then I will neutralize what the person has desired. That is stupidity in high level. But there are people who will come under that spell. The other day a lady called me and said, eh, 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 and the mother went for a meeting. This is about five years ago. And a so-called prophet came and said, eh, if, they don't, if the mother does not bring the daughter to him, you see, when you hear that thing, you know that is manipulation. And bring your child to me, and if I don't pray for him, he will die. Stupidity. Yeah, it is clear charismatic occultism. So, wherever your child is, make sure it comes to me for me. To, no, 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 that is possessing that is manipulating that is extortion why couldn't you use the mother as a point of contact and pray? the lady came in fear and this and this and I told her that you see do you believe that Jesus saved you do you believe that when we pray God will answer if even that is true if even what you are seeing is true why don't you pray for the person but to demand, that is not what is in scriptures. Get spiritual knowledge. John chapter 8, verse 31 to 32. I'm, ra- I'm wrapping up in three minutes. What a devotion. I hope you have been blessed. He said, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Verse 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Take me to 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. I'm wrapping up. You shall know the truth. Look, there are many dreams you are going to have that has the potential to put fear in you. You will dream you are dead. You will dream you are walking in cemetery. You will dream that somebody is chasing, even as spiritual as you are, one day I dreamt that the python was chasing me, me. And you see, sometimes when you dream and the ending, you see that you have killed the python, you know that oh victory has come. But whether you dreamt and you didn't see the end of the dream, when you wake up, know who you are in scriptures. Know who you are. When a dog, Magadaba, sagradaba Daba, Nibrandus Kataya, if a dog should chase the president of the nation. From Estée Johnson to Coca-Cola. And the dog disappears. Or you stop chasing the president. Has the president ceased from being president? No. So if you dream, eh, whatever you have dreamed, don't allow anybody to use your dream to enslave you. Eh, we have dreamed that eh, somebody has picked you from your car. We have dreamed that we came to your house. There was a funeral. And and we didn't see you. We saw everybody but you. Nonsense. (laughs) Go and watch again. You must know who you are. Oh yes, they can see it's true. But when they present it to you, process it in the world and then keep moving forward. Because if you don't take it, these same spiritual brothers will put you in fear. You can never do anything again. Grow in the wisdom. Grow in the knowledge of the Lord. Then you will know what is a thou sayeth the Lord and what is a thou stayeth my stomach to you. Let me end my teaching today. It's a call to service in the church. It's a call to service in the church. Practical Christianity. If you are listening to me, child of God, God has called you to practical service in the house. I don't know which church you attend. And I don't know why you are not doing anything for God in his church. Because a child must be responsible in the house. You sweep your compound. You clean louvers in your house. You cook for the people. You make sure the gate is locked. To put security in the house. Why are you not working in the house of God? Christianity is a call to service. To serve God in his house and to serve God in the kingdom. If you are not a serving Christian, you are not a true disciple. You cannot be too busy not to have time for God. You should have time. You should do something in the house. Take up the bills in the house of God. Pay the ECG in your church. I was in the funeral of a young man and the pastor was giving great testimony of the boy. He pays the light bill, pays the water bill, pays the transportation of the pastor, bought almost every equipment in the house. He died in the church. He died very early of his life. It's not how long a man lives, but how well he lives. You will live well when you serve in the kingdom. May you rise up to the core of service in the house of God first Timothy chapter 6 verse 18 Kadabayas. the Bible said no let let's read the second Peter chapter 3 verse 18 it's a very interesting scripture before we come to this and we pray three minutes and we are gone but grow in grace and in the knowledge child of God you have the responsibility to grow in scriptures. Else you continue to fail. You there is no admonition to grow in prophecies. <laughs> but grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. When you grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, Prophecies becomes easily accessible, assimilating, and manifesting. You easily assess prophecy when you grow because the spirit of Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So you say grow in the knowledge. In the knowledge. Your, your Christianity will be very hard, difficult, confusing if you don't grow in the knowledge of Christ. You'll be confused. This person will come on Facebook and say all that he wants to say and he'll be confused. Should I stop paying tight or I should continue to pay tight? Should I stop taking communion or I should stop taking communion? Should I stop living a holy life or I should try join the thing that gets that fire son that he passes at the should I Should I stop drinking or continue? Because you have not grown in the knowledge. you You'll be confused. Somebody will come and teach on demons, and you don't. You know, I don't believe in demons. You say you don't believe in demons. You don't believe in demonic attacks. You don't believe that a Christian can fall sick. You are sick. Take paracetamol. You will take. Just take para, and you can continue life. Who created the scientists? You have diabetes. They say take one tablet a day, and be healthy. Oh me, I don't believe. I don't. I don't believe. Divine help. Yes, but God gave the wisdom to the scientists to do medicine. Let us grow in scriptures, so that we will not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. If you don't grow in scriptures, even choosing a wife will be a problem. Because the unbeliever, when he talks about a wife, a wife is somebody with big breasts and big buttocks, Something that will move him. (laughs) Nice. When you don't grow in scripture, you choose the wrong job. Because they are paying you well but you don't know that it is like Abraham and Lot. Lot saw the greenish land. He said as he pointed, he didn't know he was pointing a green land that to become Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham took the desert and went to enjoy and became a mighty man. Let me read the last scripture and then we are gone. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 18. What a morning. He said that they do good That they be rich in good works. Where are your works as a believer? Where are your works? Where are your works? Ready to distribute, willing to communicate. Where are your works as a child of God? Show me your works. When Jesus went to visit, came to visit the seven churches, all that he kept saying to each of them. What what was he saying? I know thy works. I know thy works. I know thy works. Child of God, practical Christianity is to work for God. Any Christian who is not working for God is either working for himself or working for the devil. You must work for God. Your talent must work for God. Your profession must work for God, most of the time for free. Your voice must work for God. Your money, be ready to communicate, willingly communicate what God has given to you. I want us to pray in three minutes. I want you to close your eyes and pray that Lord give me the heart, give me the willingness, give me the heart Give me the courage to be planted in your word. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice
2: and pray. I want my light to shine. I want my
1: light
2: to shine. As a Christian. I want to put on new garment. I want to rapid Christ. Oh God. Shut up ba da aya da ba da aya da aya da ba da aya da aya da aya da the da aya I want to plant a بابا I want to شا a woman. A woman I, I want to live شا for you, شا I want to يا شا بابا we are called victory. We are called into victory. You We are Lord help us. Lord help us. With His grace, patri voy a darlo en paz a darlo en paz voy a darlo en paz voy a darlo en paz a I a I will run my race. 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 my race. I will run in the name
1: of Jesus. Amen. One of the callings we have been called in is to the to fight spiritual warfare. First Timothy, chapter six, verse twelve. Spiritual warfare. We have been called to wage war. Whether you like it or not, as a believer, you are in a warfare. The Bible says, "Fight the good fight of faith." You are called to fight, fight, good fight. To win the fight over sin. To win the fight over ignorance. To win the fight over laziness. To win the fight over barrenness. To win the fight over darkness. He said, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called. You are called to fight. Why are you running from that company? Because somebody put a red thread on your door. Why are you running away? Why don't you want to drive the car again because somebody put black powder on the the car? Do you know who you are? You are called to fight. You are called to fight. A witch has swallowed your womb. Fight and take it. you are not giving birth because somebody has sold your womb in Togo. Fight and take it. Fight and take it. You are called into victory. You are called into victory. And today I pray for all of us yes, Lord. that the Lord will grace us Amen. to walk this practical Christianity. Amen. We will fight the good fight of faith. Yes, we will Lord. lay hold on righteousness yes, and eternal life. Yes, for this is where the Lord has called us to. Mm. We will not give up. We will serve the Lord with gladness. Yes, Lord. We will acquire spiritual knowledge. Yes, we will be self-sacrificing. Amen and we will walk on the path of victory all the days of our lives. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 Give the Lord a mighty clap, offering. God bless you so much. And remember, until your Christianity becomes practical, it will never impact anybody. Until our Christianity becomes practical, it will never, ever impact anybody. It is time to live out our faith in this trying moment, in these difficult times. The times are difficult, but we are to live out our faith. The Lord richly bless you. Thank you for joining us. Next week is Life Walk, so we will not be with you. We want you to join the virtual Life Walk, and you'll be a blessing and participate. But the the following Saturday, same time, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., we will come back with a morning devotion, a devotion that will help your faith to be built. I am, if you want to give an offering, I believe the the momo number will be put on the screen.
0: The message you just listened to is from ICGC Paris Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Paris Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Paris. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.